All right. Welcome back for season two of the Traveling Hoopers. I don't know about you guys, but I'm happy to be back. Philip, you happy to be back? I stay happy to be back. That's weird. Calvin, you happy to be back? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know we took a long hiatus during the off season. I know there was stuff to talk about, but I don't really talk about off season. I'm here for basketball. Nothing but basketball. I don't even care about draft picks that much. I'm lying. Uh, Zion, Zion group all day. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into our topic today. We're going to have our top three wildest predictions for this upcoming NBA season. Uh, and you know, since I'm your host, I will go first. And my first prediction is this will be this year will be LeBron's lowest scoring average since his rookie year. Which, which is what? Uh, I believe it's like 22 points. Okay. Um, I can definitely see that being the case. Yeah, let me pull up the exact numbers for you guys. But um, I think with the added bonus of having AD, who I really think is going to do most of the heavy lifting, now that um, I just at this point I hope to see old man LeBron, and I don't mean it like in a bad way or like a going out of style way. It's literally just I want to see him like gracefully fade away and just play point guard. Like I don't need you to like you don't need to. You don't need to do what you did last year and score 27 points. And LeBron's lowest scoring average happened in his rookie year at 20.9 points per game. Yeah. And then his lowest since is 25.3. And I could really see him chilling out at a cool 24, let Anthony Davis do that work. And uh, now that he actually has a little bit of a supporting cast, uh, let them run the show too. All right. I don't think I don't think mm-hmm. LeBron has it in him to not be an alpha on that team. So I think everything he's saying um, before the season starts, you know, uh, I'm gonna let uh, AD, you know, run the team. I'm gonna be like a little side piece, you know what I mean? I'm gonna be uh, his D way to his LeBron, you know what I mean? I don't think that's gonna actually be the case, uh, uh, which will go into my prediction later on okay see my my theory on this is just how Dwayne Wade saw like one there's nothing I can do with LeBron at this point in my career two it's not going to work with both of us being the number one I think LeBron is going to have something similar to that and just being like like, 80 is amazing I really got to just let this kid cook and see what happens from here because I, I think he'll have enough faith in him to, to let him cook, even if that does mean uh, how they did in Miami, where it took that first year was, quote, unquote, a failure because they did not win the championship. But uh, and then the offseason, he was kind of like, yeah, bro, I kind of see what it I see what it is. You you're, you clearly have to take this over. Yeah, yeah I got you. All right. And uh, my second prediction is both Carl Anthony Towns in Devin Booker will express uh, interest in being traded? Um, actually, I, I, I don't... I, for some reason, I don't feel like Devin Booker is about to want to be traded not this season anyway. Maybe next. 
but like he actually has some help. Not enough. I mean, Rick, dang, it was that man's name. We talking about Ricky Rubio? Is that is that who we talking about? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, Aiden had a pretty good season last year, didn't he? He did, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I will hope at this point he wants to. I don't know. Sniff the playoffs, and I, I I don't know if a better version of Aiden is going to be enough to sniff the playoffs when there's still a bunch of other birds on their uh, on their roster. Mm-hmm. I can also see those two things being the case. Um, I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is going to request a trade, or I think he's less likely to request a trade. Um, than Devin Booker, uh, because I think Carlton Towns legitimately likes being in a small market and having so uh, little pressure on him, and I think that like that goes well into you know his playing style, and I think he legitimately and he just signed that mass contract how long like two seasons ago last season something like that, mm-hmm. so uh, I think it's a little too fresh for him to request a trade. Um, but Devin Booker, I can see him requesting a trade like tomorrow. Even though he got the contract, I can still see him requesting a trade tomorrow because he's going to end up, uh, uh, you know, doing nothing. <laughs> wasted talent. You know what I mean? One of those wasted talents on a bad team. He don't want to do that. But, you know, he over here uh, upset about getting double team to open games. So, uh, you know, I don't know where his mindset is. And that that's that's kind of the reason why I think he is going to request a trade. Not only because he wants to have like a successful career, but like, aren't you tired of lifting all, doing all of the dirty work? You gotta score all these points every game, which everybody would love to do, but you have to do it in like a harder situation than a lot of other people. Cause there's no one else to guard. Yeah. Like even this season, there's really like no other person on the wing that you have to be like, oh, we gotta put a body on. Their team right now is Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, DeAndre Ayton, Jalen uh, LeCue, that's what I'm going to go with, Dario Sarge, Aaron Baines, Tyler Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, Javon Carter, Frank Kaminsky, Elia Kobo, Czech Diallo, Tariq Owens, Norence Odious, I, I almost called that man nonsense, uh, David Kramer, Ty Jerome, Jared Harper, Cameron Johnson. It was like, yeah, you start saying names. I started going to sleep. <laughs> I was like, man. No, uh, I don't know. Devin Booker, he's got a weird mindset. So, like, honestly, I don't watch the Suns enough, first of all, because nobody watches the Suns. And they're awful. <laughs> so, like. That's not true. Greta watches the uh, Suns. Who? There's an old lady who was upset that um, the Suns owner was trying to get his new uh, stadium funded publicly. Y'all gotta watch ESPN, bro. I'm, it was a story for like two days. I don't watch ESPN. I, I mean, they're not really good enough to have their new stadium public funded, <laughs> but I, I still don't know who that is. I also don't know who that is. She's clearly not important enough for two of the three I mean, like, to mention. Nah, she's not important, bro. It was just funny. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't laugh. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I didn't need y'all to laugh. Somebody get it, hopefully. Okay. 
Let us know in the comment section. If you don't, I'll cry. Um, anyway, my last prediction, yeah. and this is probably going to be the most obvious of the three. Uh-huh. Boston finishes as a top three team in the East and looks like the team that we saw in 2017 that was it, they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals or was it the second round, something like that? Eastern. And yeah. Eastern Conference Finals? Eastern, yeah. And yeah, Kemper yeah. Walker will still be an all-NBA player. Makes sense to me. It does make sense to me as well. Um, yeah, I've been on how much to say about that. Uh, that's that's a pretty safe prediction. Um, I thought I was doing something, bro. I thought I would have more detractors. Honestly, no, because Kyrie was the reason they didn't do do well last year. You know what I mean? And I got, and I, I can see Kimba fit into that system way better than Kyrie for sure. Just, just like personnel standing, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I completely agree with you. If it's true that um, Brad Stevens doesn't really know how to uh, coach the upper echelon players, yeah, because I, as far, I do think Kimba is a top ten point guard in the league, but I do not think he is fully there enough to smell himself enough as a top ten player. In the NBA, Which like, is, Kyrie, like yeah. Kyrie feels himself. Like I know I'm one of the best basketball players on earth. Which uh, is which? Which for career wise is going to be a downfall. Oh yeah, I can see that mm-hmm. for sure. I, that's that's me personally. I think that um, he feels himself too much. He knows what he brings to the table too much, and uh, his ego um, is way too big and. Uh, that's why he wasn't a good fit on the Boston Celtics because Brad Stevens can't handle ego that big and know how to like you know maneuver with it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So is that your three? Yeah, that's my three. I'm all right. Out. You, might, you might go next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. All right. So my first one is. The Detroit Pistons will make the second round of the playoffs. Elaborate. Um, um hold up. Wait. See now go and check and see who they have before I'm just like, yeah, I feel like that's I time. think the East is you no know, clearly depends on standings, right? But yeah. I think the only person in the East that's like guaranteed to win is the Philadelphia 76ers. I think outside of that, you know, uh, with Milwaukee losing Bragdon, big. That was That's very, very underrated and very, very big for the success, for the, for the success of that team, uh, that he's not there no more, so they won't be asked to suffer this year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Boston, I think they're just going to be, you know, one of the mill, I guess. Like they're gonna they're gonna probably make the Eastern Conference Finals, but they're not gonna be like, oh my gosh, they can beat the 76ers, I think, personally, right? Uh and then past that, it's kinda just a bunch of toss toss ups, right? You got the Indianas, you got, you know, um and I you got the Indianas and I think you got the Pistons to go along with that uh second tier group behind the big two uh 
right now being um um the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. Um I also think that mid tier group also includes the Miami Heat. Uh because um Jimmy Butler cannot lead a team. <laughs> Period. Point blank. He can't lead a team to a winning season or or successful winning season to where they go on to do bigger things in the postseason. Um and you know they have you know uh, one of the best uh big man dynamics duo in the uh, NBA with uh Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Um they now got Derrick Rose coming off the bench who last year was very very good and the problem with the Detroit Pistons was when um Blake Griffin was out of the game they had zero scoring and Reggie Jackson was looking like a backup point guard that he needs to be, right? He is a backup point guard. He is, exactly. I don't know why he left. He, he like, on the bench in OKC. At heart, he is a backup point guard, point blank, period. Um, but when he starts choking and smoking layups and doing what Reggie Jackson usually does, they're going to have somebody to go out there that they know can at least go out there and give him a bucket, if anything else, right? Um, um, and I think that's going to be a big uplift for this team, um, uh, this year because that was such a big knock against them last year. Okay. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from on that. Uh, so who, so who is like a positive matchup for them in the playoffs? Like outside of like the Miami Heat, who I think they, I think they could beat them because, I don't know if they have enough uh, big depth to really stop Blake Griffin. And Andre Drummond is just going to get a ton of rebounds no matter who's guarding him. Yeah, uh, a beast. Um, so just just name off people in the East who were in the playoffs last year, right? So Miami Heat, uh, Indiana Pacers. Um, who else is going to be in the playoffs uh, besides Boston and Philadelphia, clearly? Um, Milwaukee. Indiana. Uh, say again? Indiana. Indiana, Atlanta. Uh, Brooklyn You think Atlanta's gonna sneak in there? I think Atlanta's gonna sneak in there to AC, yeah. Seven or AC, yeah. Okay. I do. Um, and that's not a take, that's just like, I feel like, I feel like that's like a, so, you know. That's not me being overly optimistic, that's just me like, you know, assuming that they're gonna make the playoffs, cause of the people they have around them, right? Um, and maybe the Orlando, no, Orlando Magic is in the West, right? No. Orlando Magic is East. Yeah, so maybe the Orlando Magic also, depending on, you know, how things run when it comes to Marco Fultz. <laughs> oh, God. But they made the playoffs last year, which is, like, incredible too, right? So it really just depends. Uh, But, like, compared to any of those other teams, you can't say that the Detroit Pistons will lose automatically. Um, yeah. I, I think you have a point there, but I think it's I think it's a toss-up. I, I really don't like Detroit as like a solidified basketball team. Like there's there's not enough names, there's not enough people that I really trust with the ball in their hands. Like they have Derrick Rose, who, sorry, Philip, I am not a passionate Derrick Rose fan, but he's a little shaky. Uh, Blake Griffin, uh, easily. Andre Drummond, 
No. Uh, Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson's, um, trying, to, Joe Johnson's trying to figure out he's going to make the 15-man roster. True. I thought, no. I thought they, I thought they gave him guaranteed. Nope, he's fighting for that 15 spot. That, uh, Luke Nard. I'm interested in seeing what he's doing, he's going to do. But then you got guys, like you said, Reggie Jackson, Sekou Dumbunya, Marquise Morris, who I I think can give you solid 12 to 16 a night. Uh, Tony Snell, Jordan Bone, Bruce Brown Jr., who I have no faith in. I always like Tony Snell. Yeah. Tony Snell's solid. Yeah, for a role player, he does what he needs to do. Yeah, uh, Svee, he's from Kansas product, so I'm, I'm like semi excited, but you know nothing I beat, special. I, I beat him in pool two weeks ago. How do you pronounce that name? Svee, uh, I I will not do the full thing. He said it's okay to just call him by the first three letters. S V I, uh, Svee Mikai Luke. That's what he's getting. Uh, Kyrie Thomas, no, Tim <laughs> Frazier. No. I think it was Tim Frazier talk for a little bit, but I'm not here for it. Thon Maker, when we figure out he is 45 years old and still in the NBA, I'm going to be impressed. Um, Langston Galloway, maybe like five years ago. Christian Wood, I'm surprised he's still. All right, we're at, we're at, we're at the back end to where the people won't even see clock. Come on now. Exactly. We had to go that far, and we had what, two names where I'm like, Okay, in the fourth quarter, I'm not mad that these guys are on the floor. I'm look. If you have a if, look, if you have Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond, Markeith Morris, and Derrick Rose he, right now on the court, you're not you're okay with that. Yeah, okay? I can say that. I can say that positive. Yeah, for sure. You're like you're. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely gonna be okay with that. All right, but for my second prediction. Um, this is gonna be messed up, but LeBron James is gonna get hurt. Uh, mm. LeBron James is gonna get hurt. When you say hurt, yeah. Okay, let me uh expand. LeBron James is going to get hurt to the fact it's gonna be a huge detriment to the team because LeBron James will not be able to change his game and is going to be playing too hard on offense. To where it's going to deter- just going to deteriorate his body throughout the season, uh, and it's going to be a detriment to the team because this is a year that that can't happen because this is a year where no one has any idea who is going to win the NBA Finals. For the last six years, we've had the unfortunate privilege of pretty much knowing before the season starts. Who's going to win, right? But this year is the first time in a long time to where we legitimately have no idea. Everything is evened out, especially on the West. So he cannot afford to get injured, and he can't afford to take any nights off. Uh, so um, he's going to convert back into playing how LeBron James usually plays, and it's going to he's going to do too much and mother. Time is going to catch up with him, and then boom, he's going to get hurt, and it's going to be at a detriment of his uh, team. Um, 
So are we talking about like groin, groin Link. issues 2.0? Groin, hammy, lingering, uh, issue. Last year was the first time we saw LeBron James go through something like that. Um, and I think that this year is a high prob- is a high probability of it happening again. No. Uh, let's go ahead and say this. We hope it does not happen. Philip already said that. But, um, again, we hope it does not happen. But, you know, age comes for everybody. Age ain't nothing but a number. Until you pull a hammy. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Uh, okay. So that one's pretty self-explanatory. You really can't, you know, um, debate that one. But my third one is the... New Orleans Pelicans. Well, this is part, this is, this is like a part one, part two kind of deal. The New Orleans Pelicans will make the playoffs this year. And Lonzo Ball will have a breakout season this year. Breakout meaning that he's going to have career highs all over the board. Uh, I mean, a career high for Lonzo is only like, Amazing in one category. Cause All right, do I need to go higher? I think people are going to be considering him a uh, 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 are going to be wondering if he's an all star. Um. Okay, year three. I see. You. I do. This whole team is built for his skill set. Oh him, yeah. For him to run the show and for him to do what you know we got used to him doing. Um. For you know the back into high school and going into college, right? Um, he has no one. He's going to be allowed to be ball dominant. He's going to be allowed to pass the ball and do what he needs to do uh, offensively. Um, uh, and he has a whole team that's going to run with him, right? This uh, this team is catered to him and his in his skill set. And I don't think it's a it's a surprise that when he first gets on a team that, you know, isn't catered to him and his specific skills on the basketball court, that it's the first losing seasons he's had in his entire life. So now we're going to get to see what, you know, we imagined we would see immediately from Lonzo Ball, and that's going to equal up to a significant season for the Pelicans and a numbers boost for... Zion, because he has a point guard like Lonzo passing him the ball and doing what he needs to do to get him involved. How can we have a numbers boost for Zion if he hasn't played a game yet? Well, well, num- number boost like his numbers are his numbers going to be uh, influxed. Is that what I'm looking like, for? Better than they should be. Yeah, most much better than they should be. Right, just like Cal Kuzma's numbers are going to be much lower. Right, not only because AD is there, but because he doesn't have a point guard just sitting there passing the ball uh, uh, in the spots he wants him to pass them the ball to all to, right? He's going he's gonna to end up having to get more garbage, garbage, garbage minutes. When Kuzma played with Lonzo and you watch the games, Lonzo was just feeding him the ball, feeding him the ball right where he needed to be and right where he wanted the ball to be. Um, and now that privilege is gone. Um, LeBron's either going to pass. LeBron's not going to, you know, um, he's not going to cater to where Kyle Kuzma wants the ball, it's going to be more centered around AD and things of that nature, right? So, um, 
you're going to see Kyle Kuzma's numbers drop significantly, and you're going to see um, Lonzo's numbers go up, but you're also going to see Zion's numbers be a lot higher than what they're projecting them to be at the moment. So you're pretty much saying, like, the on-off numbers with Zion and Lonzo are going to be, like, completely different. Like, when Lonzo's on the floor, Zion's going to look amazing. When he's off the floor, you're going to be like, oh, this was the number one pick? I don't think it's going to be that much of a drop-off because when you have somebody feeding the ball like that, right, and doing mm-hmm. and doing that for you, you get a, a confidence boost. And confidence is a huge thing in basketball, as we all know. Oh, yeah. So I don't think the drop off from on from uh, when Lonzo's on the court to he's not on the court is going to be that incredible. But I think you know they're over here saying uh, Zion won't be rookie of the year. I think Zion is going to be rookie of the year because he has somebody like that giving him the ball. I honestly, if the only person I could really see challenging him, well, it's two people. Is between R.J. Barrett, just because he's going to be allotted to do what he kind of wants at times, uh, so his numbers are going to look good. Um, and if Michael Porter Jr. can stay healthy, that's my dark horse pick. Because you just I mean, can't do nothing with 16. I do. I have been hearing Michael Porter Jr. Um, Denver just has, I don't know. Because Michael, Michael Porter Jr. could definitely do it, um, which is wild because that's, that's going to be wild. Um, but uh, I don't know. They, they might have too, much, too many wep- weapons already for, for him to you know have numbers like that. Yeah. We're going to see, man. I, I really think with, with that situation, it's going to be a cream rises to the top type deal, especially yeah. if he can adjust to the game. Because he has the size of Jeremy Grant with Will Barton's athleticism. And I think they had, like, another wing who, like, like Toy Craig's ability to shoot all in one person. So if everything works out, it's it's going to be hard to deny him minutes. But, uh, very factual, very factual. But uh, I think that's that's your three, right? Yep. It is time for you, Calvin. All right. I feel like my stuff isn't quite as thought through as y'all's. But okay, I guess my first one is um, what I think John Morant is Rookie of the Year. Hmm. Um, the reason I know, that, so, I know that's super myth is biased, but I'm gonna let you slide. Some of it, some of it right. is biased, yeah, but. Like, in general, and maybe I'm overthinking this, when it comes to Rookie of the Year, like a player like Zion, who is great, mind, they don't really tend to be the dudes that get it. Like, um, in terms of, like, players that are that come in largely dependent upon, like, their athleticism and whatever. Like, they have that athleticism, don't necessarily have a ton of skill don't tend to get it um michael porter williams i mean who michael porter jr whatever crap uh, <laughs> michael porter jr is not gonna get it like y'all said because his team the team around him is too good now he he'll probably get 
all like he'll he'll be on the like all rookie team, but he's he's not gonna get it. Um, was it Barrett might just like y'all said he'll be able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, but I like. Okay, what are the arguments for, for other people, basically, other than Williams being Williams or what have you? There's not, bro, to be honest with you. Um, I can't think of any. I, I And I definitely can't think of any good ones. I also can't say the truth. Yeah, and I, to be honest with you, can't tell you who was even drafted in the lottery. Not all of them. Like... Like, we got Zion, we got Ja, RJ, um, don't remember who went four, and then I think Kobe White went number five. Hey, around. Tell you, why Kobe uh, White not so big? <laughs> um, that is a great question for a geneticist. No, because when they were over here, remember when, um, Oh, other dude from his, uh, college guy, from North Carolina got, uh, Oh, when he started smiling real hard? He was like, someone said got drafted. Bro, are you serious? I'm like, dude, what the fuck, bro? I'm like, you can put like seven eggs in that mouth. Like, you, like, do all face, just just like a young uh, Lamelo. I'm hey, like, that was incredibly. Um, I don't even know what I was about to say, but that was that's graphic, bro. Seven eggs. Where do you come up with this? Have you never seen the movie Kuhan Luke? Yeah, not enough to remember seven eggs. Well, they had a whole egg, a whole boiled egg eating contest in that, and it was like it was a reference, a really obscure reference that like no one would have got besides me. Good job. Man, I write for I, I write for a living, man. I just uh, creative words is what I do, and creative phrases. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, my second one, which. I'm not sure I believe at this point, but I'm going to go ahead and stick with it because it was the first thing I wanted to say. And, and then I looked at their roster that um, the Suns were going to be a good team this year. Yikes. Good meaning they make the playoffs. Yikes. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to. Calvin, huh? I'm sorry. You get the first one of these all year. I want to implement something new. It's not new, because we said this all the time with Philip last year. But you just got the Mute Your Might segment of the week. So I am going to need you to say what you just said again. And then me and Philip are going to tell you why what you just said is wrong. Got you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns are going to make the playoffs. All right. You're wrong because they suck. The, the roster already <laughs> sucks. I told you Devin Booker is leaving. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. I hope is I hope he does. I, pff, ooh, all of the lords above me, please let that happen this year. Um, but yes, come on, bro. I, to, I told you the roster already. Like when you're second best player, I'll say yeah. it again. When your second best player or most proven player is a dude that we kind of consider a bust. In Ricky Rubio. Yeah. yeah what did you expect? Like, people really okay, thinking like, I'm done. People really like acting like Ricky Rubio about to be some kind of savior. They're booty. 
They're boo-boo. They're feces. They're garbage. They're garbage. They're the worst. Oh, my gosh. They're going to have the NBA worst record. Uh, like, like, Again, they're, for like the fifth year in a row? They're awful. Like, and their management is awful. Like, like NBA first class awful. And is that Indian dude still uh, the head coach? No. They let him. I think they let him go. They can't be the head coach. Well, you, can, you can't build a team when you keep um, cutting the head off the snake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Awful. It's, 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 they have no kind of um, direction, like, and they haven't had direction in years. Uh, they were like the young, you know, up and coming, but nah, like, I don't know. And then Booker, like, he good and all, but like, you don't even know where his mindset is, low key. So like, you you so like, I don't know. I they're just they're awful now, and I can't predict them ever being better until they show me they're better because I'm just gonna always predict they're gonna be trash. All right, and their um, head coach is Monty Williams, and they have had a new coach every year since 2016. After Jeff Hornacek got fired, Earl Watson was in there for a little bit, and then Jay Triano, whoever that is, uh, and Igor Kokoskov. Every single one of them was only there for a year, so... Yeah, you can't even you can't even set something up effectively in yeah, no, that type of situation. I don't know what you were thinking, Calvin. It it was a it was a gut thing that I looked at the roster like I this was this was before today. I I started trying to think up my stuff like a week ago. Um, but it's, it for me it was like as soon as I saw the roster, I'm like I I don't really have faith in it, but I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and stick with it. Um, and the thing with Rubio. Is they don't actually need him to do a whole lot. They just need him to get the actual two best players, which are Booker and Aiton, the ball. That's all he needs to do. But he probably won't do that. I mean, passing is the one thing he's good at. <laughs> but I'm going to be real with you. I don't think there's any difference between either one of us playing point guard for the Phoenix Suns and Ricky Rubio, and this is not this this is not a slight to Ricky Rubio. It is a slight to the entire organization. It does not matter who is a point guard; they will suck. Oh no! Like the organization is trash. Sure. Wait, are they? Uh, quick, quick aside. Do y'all think the Suns organization or the Knicks organization is worse? That's hard. Um, I I'm gonna have to go with. The Suns, because I truly think the only issue with the Knicks is their owner, who's who's really like a self-absorbed airhead. Um, if they, he sold the team today, I think we would see the Knicks being decent in at least two to three years. Uh, now, you put the words right from my mouth. Like, literally, I was going to say verbatim the exact same thing. Um, the Knicks have potential to be better, but they only have one issue, um, and which is the owner. Uh, but the Suns have a multitude of issues. Yeah, and it's like, not you have to fire everybody. But like, also, um, you could make the argument that the Knicks have been worse longer. So like, yeah. so like, but like, even that's even that's not true, right? Because they had that one year with Carmelo Anthony. 
I thought they had like a couple years with Carmelo where they were making the playoffs. They well, weren't they doing anything in the playoffs, they but they were at least into the playoffs. I'm pretty sure it was like one. It was him and um, Stoudemire. They had one year where he was like legitimate. Remember that one year when uh, was it? I don't know if it was Christmas, but it was that uh that one game where he was hitting those deep threes to beat the Bulls. Yeah, Steve Novak on the team off himself. Big Steve. Um, wow. Probably about 2011, 2010. Yeah, so, uh, say it again? No, I was just saying thank you for the Mutual Mites segment, uh, Calvin. I knew I knew he was going to have one. I just didn't know when. We didn't talk about this beforehand, so I can like tell y'all about your bad ideas. So thank you. First of all, I don't have guessing. What'd you say? I don't got bad ideas. Yeah, but you say bad things, so they might as well be bad ideas. I say honest things. It's a difference. Your delivery's trash, Philip. What? <laughs> what do you mean? We'll save that for we'll save that for off air. But uh, like certain certain things you'll say is completely true, but you're like your build up to it and how you say it. That is the part where it's like, you're so right, but it sounds so wrong. I don't even understand what that means, but, you know, here's what it is. Yeah, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Oh, okay. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. And Calvin's back on you for your last one. And if we have two million your mic segments this week, I'm okay with that. Wow. Okay. Um... <laughs> In fa- in fairness, I, this last one I keep flip flopping on. I kind of have the other two for a minute. Um, I'm gonna go with this one. I feel like I'm about to get my mic muted for a second time. But let's just go with um, the Nuggets get the number one seed in the West. I don't hate it. I do. <laughs> what? I don't hate it. It's the only team that has. Multiple years of continuity. Their chemistry is pretty much the same. Their only additions that I can think of offhand are healthy Michael Porter Jr., who might not see that much of a, on the floor. And then you have Jeremy Grant, who's basically just a upgraded version of Tory Craig, in my opinion, because he can play three or four and is great defensively. And even if he has to back, back up, Paul Millsap, you literally, when Paul Millsap is off the floor and you put Jeremy Grant in there, the only thing you're giving up is strength. And that means a lot in the NBA, but like you're going to be more mobile, you're going to be faster, you're going to be younger, you're going to be wildly more athletic with him on the floor. I think he fits on every single team in the NBA just because of like how versatile he is. So I could definitely see, um, them being the number one seed just because they're not going to have to work anybody in and they're not going to have to deal with any egos. I mean, that's cool and all, but then you remember that Clippers exist. So, like, I don't think – I think the Clippers are going to get the number one seed um, because I think they have too many guys on that team that don't like days off. You know what I mean? Like, let's say Kawhi wants to get a day off or, like, Paul George when he gets healthy wants to get a day off. I don't think that they ha- – like, everybody else on the team is like, nah, we good. You got dudes like Patrick Be- Be- Beverly who are like, nah, I don't want that day off. You know what I mean? But they got a couple of those dudes. Um, I don't 
I, I think they're going to be number one seed if I had to choose one this year. Yeah. The only reason why I'm hesitant on the Paul George thing is I don't think he's coming back until like November, like mid-November, yeah, which is that's like, what'd you say? That's, 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 that's what they're saying right now. Exactly, which is like 10 to 15 games. And then he has to work back on his conditioning and then getting used to being at times the third fiddle. Because uh, Lou Williams is going to impose his, his work eventually. And I know that's still going to leave him on the defensive ends or do whatever he wants at, in a, at a high level. I think, But I think that learning curve is going to be enough where they struggle a little bit. I don't uh, think where hold on. I don't, I don't think the Nuggets are going to have that same experience. I don't think they'll struggle when they have the best player in the world on their team. The number one player in the NBA is Kawhi Leonard, the number one player, and I don't think that they'll struggle as much without Paul George with that one addition. Oh no, man! I think we're, we're going to see. We're definitely going to see. Yes, because. Yes. And we also don't know how healthy uh, Kawhi Leonard actually what? is. Kawhi over here doing Kobe Bryant camps. He healthy. <laughs> you know that man ain't shooting no balls. He's not even talking to the kids. No, Kobe, Kobe Bryant's camp was, was for uh, NBA players. That's it. Oh, okay. Like, like they worked out. Oh. Yeah, that's it, though. Uh, but, yeah, Kawhi was over there getting buckets, giving work to these dudes. So, uh... I think that adding that one aspect onto onto uh, the same, pretty much the same team they had last year, being the Clippers, is like fantastic and good enough to like survive a good fifteen, fifteen games with a really good record, with a good record at least. And then um, adding Paul George in that later on, ten times not ten times better, but it's just gonna continue on uh, when it comes to you know just the progression of that team. Okay. We can see. We're going to see. Um, you guys got anything else you want to add? Because uh, I'm clocked out. Uh, no, gotta go watch this Chiefs game. You know what I mean? Go Chiefs! I don't know if there's like a thing. Y'all, y'all, y'all do anything? I only went to one game and I fell asleep. What'd you say? I said, do y'all do anything like interesting at the games? Like, is it's like you, you got rock talk Jayhawk, and you just say go Chiefs. Man, I'm black. I don't go to those games. I watch on TV. In my in my heat. Smart man. Uh, I'm watching HD over here. Well, what I look like when I can watch HD going over there, standing in the snow, watching some some game in 20 degree weather. Man, you tripping? I'm on my rotel. Is why I play indoor sports, people. I ain't never got to worry about that. We can just turn on the heat in the gym. Anyway, Philip, you don't have anything. Calvin, you got anything? Um, not really. But I will say, like the other thing I was flip flopping with was that LeBron. There are going to be stretches where LeBron has to carry the Lakers for extended points in time in the season. I feel it just because a. AD doesn't tend to stay healthy. Like, I like him, but, like, when was the last time he played, I don't know, 70 games? 
uh, is that like an actual question? It's just it's mo it's mostly rhetorical. It's just to illustrate like I think LeBron is gonna have to carry the team for an extended period of time during the season at some point. Well, guess what, Calvin? I don't like rhetorical questions, so I have to go look up this information. And the last time he played more than 70 games was in 2017. And then he also did that in 2016. For the last uh, couple of years, he has not been injury prone whatsoever. Okay. But also, I mean, if you count last year, he was hurt at the end. At least that's what he told people. Shut up, man. <laughs> hurt the end. This man just didn't want to play. Which is yeah. so. Yeah. Oh yeah, real quick though. Shout out to Snoop shout out to Snoop Dogg though. Boy, oh, yeah, bro. I heard about that stuff. We're off the exotic dancers. No 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 no. Acrobatic gymnastics. On pole. I said what I said. <laughs> I, that's, that's what can you call them? Acrobatic gymnastics. As a person who was assaulted by a stripper, I know an exotic dancer when I see one. I was there, he really was. <laughs> Uh, sad times. I'll ask this question later. Sad oh, times. yeah. Bro, that was so fun. <laughs> it was. Over here trying to uh, uh, double down. Sad times. Man, shut up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so let's get up out of here. Um, Philip, plug your stuff. All right, all right, all right. Listen up, people. PG Anecdotes. Weekly. Listen. Podcast. Spotify and or iTunes. Get it so we can get it. Let's go. All right, Calvin. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at C McGowan the second at C McGowan II. All right. And if you guys were wondering, no, Calvin has not tweeted since <laughs> the last episode of Are the you really not? This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, I said it's there. I have. I didn't say I've used it much. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, That's ridiculous. So I got a new job writing for Prep Hoops. Um, so you can check out all of my work behind a paywall. Sorry, sucks. I ain't do it. Um, what you say? How much they pay? Uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and. Check out my content there. I cover high school sports in the uh, area. We actually got a ton of video content coming out later this week. I went to so many camps. Uh, I went to a Pangos camp today. Just got back a couple of hours ago. That was amazing. Uh, freshman, sophomore, uh, All-American camp. And let me just say this. Keontae George will be... One of the most amazing guards to come out of Texas in this decade. That's a hood ass name. What'd you say? That's a hood ass name. <laughs> Keontae. Keontae? Jesus. Keontae. That, that's. That's a hood yeah. ass name and go straight to a slave master's name, George. <laughs> Okay, shut up, Philip. Uh, this is what I was talking about with the delivery, my guy. Oh, <laughs> um, talking about my fault. Yeah, so <laughs> you can find all that content at Traveling Hooper on Instagram, and do yourself a favor and follow us on Twitter as well. There's going to be 
tons of content with these amazing prospects going out all week long. Um, follow me at AP underscore rights with two S's because someone with the initials AP also writes and they wanted to be selfish. Um, so follow me there and I am getting credentials for more Mavericks game and more Mavericks coverage because I am also a season ticket holder. So you guys will be getting that information as well. And we'll also probably divvy up some more NBA teams for each of us to follow during the season. So we can be as well versed in the sphere as possible. And thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We're out today. Um, you guys have a great day. Goodbye. Bye. Later.